My name is Brianna Banks, and welcome to Encourage, a safe and open space where we uplift, empower, and support women through conversation. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Encourage. I'm so excited that you're here with me today. I have a special guest. Her name is Trey, and she is a avid reader. And yeah, you heard me right. I said she is an avid reader of books, not for play play, for real, real. So (laughs) thank you so much for joining me today, Trey. How about you just, you know, start off by kind of telling us a little bit about you. Yes. So my name is Trey. Um, I have a bookstagram. It's called Trey the Lit Critic. Um, In my professional life, I'm research associate at National Black Women's Justice Institute. So everything about Black women, criminal justice, Black girls, juvenile justice system, like that is my thing. So happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh my God. I did not even know about that. Okay. So wait, before we go any further, you got to tell me about your job. That is super dope. Yes. So in my job, we focus on policy. We focus on research and we pretty much try to involve the community and community led action to stop the criminalization of black women and girls. So we host a number of studies, host a number of healing circles. And we really believe that healing stop you know helps trauma and trauma causes people to go into the criminal justice system so we just try to aim to end that end the cycles stop the abuse stop the hurt I know that's right I need to (laughs) clap for Miss Trey because I had no idea that is super cool thank you for doing that you know what I'm saying we need more people out here doing that kind of stuff but all right so today we're talking about reading if you haven't figured it out yet and you might be like why do we need a podcast on reading because it's important people we need to read and I just love the fact that you created a whole page about it and how much you love reading so you know that's why I wanted to bring you on to kind of just talk about that so first before we get into Trey's story I wanted to read some statistics for you guys about reading so um, one of the things that I saw it says reading reduces stress by 68 percent and it helps to prevent depression and dementia and I also read that 50 percent of people who read before bed report better sleep than non-readers and I didn't know that so you know, I think that that's pretty dope because, you know, there, and it even said that reading a book helps you more to reduce stress than going for a walk or listening to music or any of those other things that people, you know, tell you that you should do. So, you know, I just kind of wanted to explore that. So what Trey got you into reading? What made you say, all right, I'm picking up a book today. Yeah, so I feel like I used to do a lot of reading when I was a kid. I would zoom through books, but then like after grad school, I just stopped leisurely reading. So the pandemic actually got me back into leisurely reading. Like my Mm -hmm. therapist was saying, find something that can keep you from thinking about this pandemic in the state of the world, like find something. So I would try to do like little walks and I was like, let me just go and get a book. Like, let me just go get a book, sit down, relax, and kind of almost escape into a different world mm-hmm. um, and enjoy that for the moment instead of thinking about COVID-19 and the pandemic. So that is really what got me back into reading recently, like the past two years. I've been picking up at least trying to do a book a week 
and that has been a book good. a week <laughs> yes a book a week so it's kind of, it can be difficult but at the same time I try not to focus on the number as long as I'm actually enjoying the book I will continue to read so mm-hmm. yeah wow yeah and you know as I was looking up some statistics on reading I did see quite a few stats say that um the pandemic has caused reading to kind of spike and go back up um yeah and you know but they also said that it's not necessarily that people who didn't read before are reading now people who are already readers reading Mm -hmm. started to read more so what um what advice would you give somebody who is having a hard time just reading anything? Like how, how could you help, you know, someone who doesn't read at all? Yeah, what I would say is start in increments. Start with 15 minutes a day and then work your way up and also find something, maybe a childhood book that will bring you back to that feeling of, oh my God, I have to read all of this. I know when I was younger, like people loved like Harry Potter and Twilight. Mm-hmm. So maybe find some of that or like a sister soldier book find something that'll bring you back to that sweet spot where you're like I want to read like yeah. I don't want to read so I would say do that start there um probably take like 15 minutes a day get that time in and then as time goes on I promise you will find time to read because mm-hmm. you're just like I need a break I want to sit down relax and I will also say use audiobooks because we are people who are always on the go. Yes. And audiobooks you can listen to in the car, just like a podcast. And that's reading as well. You're using the same muscle memory with reading. So yes, and just like you listen to this podcast right now, yes. you get on audiobooks <laughs> and get you some reading in. So it's funny that right. you said um a way to get started is to pick up a childhood book. When I was a kid, I was reading The Magic Treehouse. That was my jam. That was my jam. Yes. And yes. then, um, you know, after that was like when I was real little, but then like mm-hmm. when I was high school, I remember this very vividly. Um, you know, I only read what I had to read at that point in mm-hmm. time. But the first book that I read that I wasn't forced to read um in high school was what was the name of it I think it was the last song you know you know the movie um the same person who made the notebook I forget oh, yes. who his name is so yes, it was a love story mm-hmm. and I remember and it was a thick book too like it was real intimidating but I enjoyed the story so much that it sparked my interest even more and you know I was reading for a little while after that I, Nicholas Sparks that's his name yeah there you go yeah yes so go. I totally agree with you you know you mm-hmm. you just start little and you have to find something that you actually like so yes. what is like your preferred genre of book to read I would definitely say fiction um I read nonfiction if I'm just really interested in a specific person Mm -hmm. or like their memoir but definitely fiction or I'll read a little bit of urban fiction but any type of novel I'm good so what's the difference there what's what's the difference between fiction and urban fiction or what's what is that I will say I will say they're the same thing just urban fiction people primarily would call it like all black characters like your sister soldier book at least that's what I've been like been told and understanding Mm -hmm. but um yeah I will read I would try to pick up pretty much anything, give some anything a chance. I think the only type of books I have not really read are like um, 
mystery type of mm. Harry Potter books, I guess you could say almost like magical books. I don't know what that, Oh yeah, like fantasy. Yeah. Fantasy, yes, yes. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Is that a Jay-Z book I see behind you? Yes, it is. Jay-Z is my favorite. I don't have that one. I haven't really got into um, reading people's life stories until recently. Um, Mm -hmm. I bought my boyfriend. um, I think he has Rick Ross. I bought him Rick Ross. And then Jay Prince maybe is his name. And then we have the Will Smith will smith book that just came out and i realized oh and then 50 cent so when i got those books for him you know we kind of did some reading together and that's another thing people i think if you you know find somebody to read a book with it'll make it more Mm -hmm. interesting um but so we were reading one of those books together and it made me realize that you know when these people write their autobiographies or you know memoirs or whatever mm-hmm. it's like you're really having a conversation with them like yes definitely you can sit down and talk to Jay-Z or Will Smith <laughs> or whoever these people are yes. they're letting you in you know to while you read their books so that's pretty cool too um I think yes. if you're having a hard time finding something to read find your favorite whatever artist actress and buy you know a book about them and that may get you started definitely I was and also Will Smith his um book is like really really good I listened to the audio book version mm-hmm. and I will say just like you said a conversation it was like oh my god Will Smith is like here I'm talking to Will Smith that's what it made you feel like so yeah definitely probably find yeah. your favorite artist it will help a lot <laughs> yeah yeah and I haven't even finished Will's book but I am it's and so I set a goal for myself <laughs> this year to read at least six books now y'all that might sound like a little number but I couldn't even tell you how many books I read last year so you got to start somewhere okay exactly yes (laughs) got to start somewhere (laughs) so what is your favorite book of all time my favorite book of all time is I have two okay and I have them behind me I'm Michelle Obama's Becoming I have this, not read that yet. This book, when I say it was, it was just like, oh my God, Michelle Obama, like I love you even more than, than I did before. Like she is really amazing. And it just like understanding her resilience and just how she carried herself in the White House, despite everything that was like trying to deter her from being the best woman she could be. Like it was really, it was really good to read. Um, and also... Oh, that book just fell. Asada Shakur, her autobiography. This was one of the first books when I started reading after school um, that just got me to sit down and just take my time and just really think about like the history of the world and especially like Black Black people, our history within America and how mm-hmm. we've kind of been um, kind of like, I guess you would say used and abused throughout time. So like our journeys through America and how we've been treated. So like Asada Shakur, her her overall being was just like it touched me. So wow, those are probably not too so it's, too favorable. I and I may make myself look crazy, but I actually don't mm-hmm. know who that is. So who is Asada Shakur? Yeah, so she was a black a Black Panther. Um, okay, her like Angela Davis, like she was really close, and she was accused of 
um, I believe killing a state trooper and she ended up escaping from prison and she fled to like Cuba and mm-hmm. like I from my understanding I think she still is there in that area I could be wrong in that oh so wow please let me know but yeah like her being you know falsely accused of that kind of caused her to be mistreated within the prison mm-hmm. and she just had to find a better way for herself so yeah she is really like adult adult person for sure <laughs> i'm gonna have to get that one so i definitely need to get my hands on that michelle obama book because i've been wanting to read it i just yes i just haven't but i need to do that because i need to get i need the gems i need the gems <laughs> so i'm gonna get that one what mm-hmm. book would you recommend every woman read definitely it will still be michelle obama's becoming Okay. every woman yeah I would say read that because she takes you from her childhood all the way until current day um at that time I think it was 2018 2019 mm-hmm. but yeah definitely I would still say Michelle Obama's becoming okay because I think yeah. it could touch any any age it could touch a teenager it could touch a girl in college mm-hmm. it can touch a 30 year old woman like just facing the day like she talks about a lot of stuff like even trying to have children I think a lot of women could relate to that, like yeah. being a working mom and stuff. So, yeah. Do you have any children? No children. Okay. Not yet. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Just hold on as long as you can, <laughs> sis. Because <laughs> I'ma tell you, it ain't as easy as it look out here. Listen, um, I'm crying. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> I was gonna say something. Um, something you said. Oh, okay. So do you remember something from the book like that really stuck with you? Like a quote or a story that she shared or something that you can share with us? Um, I don't know about a quote, but I will say when she talks about her dad and the experience of losing him that is what really touched me because I lost my dad when I was nine years old so um, reading how she like dealt with that pain and that experience of not having her father anymore that um definitely touched me okay I'm so sorry to hear that um that you lost your dad so I'm not trying to pry and you don't Mm -hmm. have to answer if you don't want to but so that happened to you when you were really, really young. Do you mm-hmm. feel like having that experience changed you in any way as an adult? Oh, yeah, definitely. I would say it forced me to build my own community because you have to rely on other people for that father figure at that point. So mm-hmm. I had to like rely on my uncles. I had to rely on other like friends that were like older than me just to like become like yeah a part of my community like closer knit so I treat my friends really like family because you Mm -hmm. really realize that time is like very is limited no matter how much you think of not so yeah definitely that and I think it also forced me to um I would say try to live in the in the moment at all times and not think about so much about the present um because it's just not promised yeah I would definitely say that it gave me um a new experience I probably wouldn't even have known that it was related or related it to my dad dying probably until about maybe six seven years ago wow but definitely I can say it shaped like a lot of my experiences 
Yeah. Yeah. And I 100% agree with you because I recently had some loss in my family. Both Mm -hmm. my grandparents actually passed. So, um, you know, and I really hadn't experienced um, death close Mm -hmm. to me like that. You know, this is really my first time. So, and I'm still, you know, grieving and, but it definitely gives you a new outlook on life and a new appreciation. Like, because for me personally, it was like, okay, even if you don't have any money, you don't have Mm -hmm. a house, you don't have a car, you still have an opportunity. Exactly. Next day, you know, you're still breathing, you're still living, you're still here. So it doesn't matter what the circumstances are. You still have the opportunity. There's some people who the opportunity is gone, you know, it's done. So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely feel you on on that one but yeah I don't want to take us too much off topic y'all I'm going down <laughs> yeah, the no. rabbit hole <laughs> listen we're here all day with that you know <laughs> okay. I get you listen I get you <laughs> okay so let's see um another question mm-hmm. in the spirit of black history month who would you say is your favorite black author Tayari Jones. She wrote a book called American Marriage, uh, Silver Sparrow. Mm. I think it's Leaving Atlanta and the Untelling. I read her book, American Marriage. And when I tell you, I was just like, I need to read everything by this lady (laughs) (laughs) right now. I need every book. So yeah, I would say she's probably one of my favorites right now. Okay, hold on, wait. I got to write that down. (laughs) What'd you say her name was? Tayari Jones, I'm pretty sure. Tayari Jones. T A R A. No, T A Y A R I Jones. Yeah, I okay. messed up. <laughs> and yeah. so, talk about American Marriage. What What is that book about? It kind of reminded me of like a TV show, um, like a love and hip hop meets something. Not I don't love and hip hop. <laughs> But it was really good. It was about this uh, woman. Her uh, husband was um, falsely accused of, I believe, sexually assaulting a woman. So that resulted in him being sent to prison. Mm-hmm. And so she ends up like trying to navigate life with him being in prison and falls pretty much in love for like one of her closest friends. Ooh. And so she has to juggle like, does she stay committed to this man who's in prison, even though she knows he's not guilty? Or does she truly just follow her heart in this moment and pick this guy? And it was really good. Like I'm giving a very high level overview mm-hmm. of the book, but it was really good. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Okay. You might have to try that. Okay. And I know y'all out there listening. I know y'all love what, uh, love, watch Love and Hip Hop. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, try to get the same thing, but in a book form. Okay. <laughs> That's really dope. That's really dope. Now I got some book ideas, even for myself. This is such a good conversation. So let me ask you, do you think that you would ever write a book? No, I would never write a book because (laughs) I am super critical of my own self. So I know that book would never get finished. I will find something to add. I would critique it so hard. It would probably be 10, 15 years before it even got done. So I probably would never write a book you can't let that stop you though what is that called um uh analysis paralysis and perfectionist I get it though because even starting this podcast I was like 
how are you going to start a podcast and you don't like to hear yourself talk? How that's going to work? <laughs> but it's I working, did it. Though. Yeah, you're yeah, doing it. Yeah, so, that's true. Look, I'm going to encourage you. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe you should try that because I feel like you, you said you're so well read, you would probably write a dope book and I would be the first to buy it. Okay. <laughs> All right. So last question, last question. I wanted to talk about reading and children for my mamas out there because I know you don't have children trait, but I got to talk mm-hmm. to my mamas. I got to talk to my mamas out there. Listen to these statistics. So it says United States children hover near the middle of the pact in the global literacy skills because there are not enough adult readers passing the love of reading down to the next generation. And because of that, I saw a quote that was saying 60% of high school seniors don't read on their grade level. And I saw something else that was saying, you know, books expose children to 50% more words than television. And I'm reading these quotes, not trying to um, put anybody down if they're not reading to their kids or their kids don't like reading, because let me tell you, my son, no, he wants <laughs> to play with his tablet. Okay. He's right. not trying yeah. to change. Yeah. Uh, sit down and listen to no book, but I'm saying it's to myself as well we have got to try harder in that area as mothers to get our kids to read because it's very very important do you know how sad that is like mm-hmm. our children okay so you know the united states is like a leader in a lot of areas but mm-hmm. in reading in literacy mm-hmm. our kids yeah. are in the middle that's mm-hmm. not cool we got right. to do better And I'm saying we, including me, I'm going to do better. Even after, you know, doing this little bit of research, I'm telling myself, you got to get it, uh, got to get it together, girl, because our our kids need that. Our kids need that. And all this social media and all the tablets and all the stuff are kind of making kids socially awkward Mm -hmm. also. So, yeah. And I could go on and on and on about that, (laughs) but I just had to, you know, put a plug in there real quick for the mamas out there to, to let us know that reading is really affecting how our kids are doing in school, outside of school, yeah. and the way that they communicate. So it's really important. Yeah. And I think too, it's definitely important because right now, like there's been so much, uh, so many issues and so many books being banned in schools. And what? I know I'm paraphrasing this quote, like really, really like, so I'm, paraphrasing this quote a lot but I think like it was Malcolm X who said if you want to hide something from somebody like put it in a book oh yeah I know I totally twisted that but neither here nor there like they're banning different books in high schools if it deals with like 1619 project um, which is about race so anything dealing with race they're Mm. banning like a lot of black books so they're banning everything from Toni Morrison um on down to this guy named like Kesey Lehman I think that's his name I hope Mm -hmm. I pronounced it right but they're just banning books so it lets you know how important reading is because there's so much knowledge within a book even if it's a freaking history book that kids you know a visual history book for kids they're banning them so it is important for us to take that time and make sure like the young ones even if you're not a mom like your nieces and nephews make sure they have some type of book in their hand because 
the school systems are not trying to do it. So it's like almost on us to like raise up our, you know, kids and with the right mindset and let them know their history. Cause I feel like my age group, I'm 28, my age group, like we did, it's a lot of stuff that I didn't learn until college. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you spend 12 years throughout public school. Like that's not okay to have to learn about like black history until like college time. So yeah. 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 That's the gym right there. Look, Trey dropping the gyms. Okay. (laughs) They banning books in school. So we got to do our part. And just like she said earlier, it doesn't have to be uh, you know, you spend two hours a day or mm-hmm. whatever, you could start with 10, 15 minutes and, yeah. you know, see where that takes you. So I encourage everybody who's listening to this podcast right now, at least read one book this year. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna hold you guys to it. I'm gonna come on another podcast and ask y'all if y'all read that book. Okay. And I'm gonna be <laughs> looking in the comments and stuff to see if y'all actually did it. And I'm holding myself to six books this year. Do you have a book goal this year, Trey? Um, no book goal number. I'm just trying to read, 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 read. Last year I did like 40 something books. This year I'm just like, read whatever girl, take your time. <laughs> Not 40 books. Oh my gosh. Yes. So this wow. year I'm just like, she putting us we'll to shame. See. No, no, <laughs> I'm not. Listen, read. As long as we all read it, we good. <laughs> I know that's right. Well, I'm super encouraged by this. And I had so much fun talking to you today. And I hope that, you know, somebody else is encouraged to read because it's so, so important. And with all this pandemic stuff going on, all the mental issues and, and stress and anxiety and stuff, if we just took some time to just slow down and possibly picked up a book, you know, we might be a little better at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> well, it was super dope talking to you. I had so much fun and I thank you for joining me today. Um, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Thank you for joining us for another episode. Please share this with someone who may need it. And we hope you leave today feeling encouraged until next time.